Jack Act of the Track. We're back like we never left. Another episode of the podcast that no one asked for. <laughs> I am joined as always by my co-host, Jordan Pensabene, Kyle George. I'm recovering from a very long extended 4th of July weekend. Uh, myself, I was in Cape Cod for a buddy of mine's bachelor party. Uh, there was 13 of us. We were in a beach house. Um, I am washed. I can't hang like I used to. Uh, by night three, I was just, you know, exhausted and like ready to go home. Uh, but we had a blast, uh, lots of drinking, lots of seafood, uh, weather didn't cooperate as much with us. Uh, but you know, he was able to get out there and go golfing for a day. I didn't go golfing, but we went to the beach. It was kind of overcast and rainy. Uh, but moral of the story is, is, is I can still drink, but just not like I used to, uh, and got a lot of sun today. Um, but what about you guys? How was your, how was your extended long weekend? I know Jordan had to work a little bit, so it wasn't as much fun for him. Uh, I but, thought we uh, were just going to go with Paulie, like just talking the rest of the episode about his weekend. <laughs> we were just going to sit here and listen to him. <laughs> there, there, there's a lot, there's a lot that went down this weekend, but, uh, but no, I won't do a whole episode on it. Um, uh, you saved I'm, everybody. Thank you. <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to tell you about something. So yeah, I worked all weekend, so I didn't really do much. Um, just before we started this, though, I'm not even kidding. I can't explain this. So uh, I'm getting ready for this episode. You know, I'm editing some stuff and doing, you know, whatever. All behind the, behind the scenes stuff. And my sister walks in. And so I'm talking to her. Then my grandmother walks in. And my grandmother kicks something. My sister's like, what the hell is that? Look down. It's a baby lobster. A baby, I swear to God, it's a baby lobster. I brought it outside to my dad. He was watering the grass or whatever. And he looked at it and he goes, that's a fucking lobster. And I'm like, yeah, it is. like it is. It was the weirdest thing ever. I'm in the middle of freaking nowhere and a baby lobster just shows up in my entryway. So like, that was like, the craziest thing. yeah, yeah, that's what I'm saying. I ate a lot of lobster this weekend. So maybe, it, maybe it was escaping from me. Yeah, <laughs> you know, maybe, maybe it came it came back with Paul. I came uh up to Bumblefuck wherever Paulie is. Oh. Um, <laughs> um but yeah, it's crazy. it was crazy because it, it was just like in the middle of my entryway and that's I was wild. Yeah. So that's probably shows you how entertaining my life is, is that that's the craziest thing that happened to me in the past like three days. How do you I'm just like are you near a body of water that I, no, I don't even No, I'm I'm Dutchess County and for those who don't know where that is, it I mean that there's the Hudson River that's near me but again, I'm on a main I live on a main road. Wow, that's Did like you guys buy lobster and like one fell out of the package or some shit or like No, it it's a, it was alive. That's wild, man. It was alive. Like it was moving around and everything. I thought it was just like a big bug. That is it didn't even pinch you either. That's in, that's impressive. You probably walked by it a million times. I, I who knows? It just fell out of the sky. <clears throat> that that's some wild stuff. Kyle, how about you? What was your weekend like? I mean, did you did you encounter oh. any random uh like sea animals or anything? <laughs> <laughs> no, I mean that that was the most random thing to occur to me this weekend was hearing that story. So that's that's <laughs> that's that's the sum of my weekend. I didn't do shit. 
My girlfriend is out of town. I basically oh, just. Oh, shit. That's right. Video games and, and cheat meals. Literally. Oh, man. I had uh, this. Uh, it's called. We have a place called Crispy Pizza or somewhere near. I don't even know where it is, to be honest with you. I just know they have a thing called the fat pizza. It's basically chicken tenders, mott sticks, french fries on top of a pizza with Big Mac sauce. And it is absolutely gas, my so guy. Wait. That sounds phenomenal. Yep. But I feel like that was a pizza created by Jude. <laughs> like, <laughs> I don't, man, I didn't give a shit. I ate all that of it. That sounds fantastic. I ate all of it. I uh, and shout out Alf because he's gonna laugh at me. I had three bottles of MD twenty twenty. Uh, he made fun of me the long. That's why I said shout out Alf. He made fun of me one time because I was drinking it and he never let me live it down. So, um, I, I had that. We had a great Saturday night. Uh, then Sunday was kind of more more or less the same. I ordered burritos. And then uh, had some more whatever I'm alcohol. Very American of you. I know. I had. Uh, <laughs> um, and then I had more alcohol. You know, that was it. And that was Hot just. Boy Summer at its finest. Yeah. And then this morning I was at the gym and uh, I was actually kind of thankful. I didn't look uh, like bloated as hell. I was expecting to look disgusting. But uh, yeah, as I said, the pick to the group chat, you, you know, things, things were looking good. You know, your boy was you know, tight and looking snap. You know what I mean? Yeah. I love I love how the group chat goes. It's like somebody says one person sends a picture of them at the gym, and then the rest just flow through. And the worst part is Dan got all the love for his photo. My love, my photo got nothing. Dan got I loved like your seven. Picture. Dan, I told Dan got you that. seven hearts on his. I got one heart, and then Jude acknowledged Dan's, and I, I was just like, "What the fuck?" Yeah, no. We, yeah, guys, we, guys, people love listening to stories about our group chat. That's why everybody listens. Listen, to this. Oh, this is good I, I can't be putting all good this work in the gym. I can't be putting all this work in the gym, get my body right, uh, and and get one heart on a photo, okay? I I need that, you know, oh. dopamine kick in. Like, whatever <laughs> whatever that whatever that's called when you get that high from getting a, a single like on your photo. I need that, you know? The, ser <laughs> the serotonin? Serotonin? It's called you might need therapy or something like wow. that. Wow. So listen, I need therapy episode, for having to look at you every episode. Wow. <laughs> wow. 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 Let's nightmares. get back on track. Let's get back. Look at him. Track. He's so offended that I just said that. He's that like, is, damn. He's like, I'm about, about to call it out. This show's over. I'm done. That's me. So uh, what we're going to do here is we're going to do a, a little special episode here. Uh, we're going to let Jordan get a little bit of uh, a sound in for us. So this episode is going to be a little bit of Sopranos. I mean, gave me chills. I gave me chills. Every single time. Probably just it the makes me feel so excited. It, it, it's a flashback from when I was a kid. Yeah, Every man. single time. You uh, that when you were a kid? Yeah. Oh, Kyle, my father is 100% Italian off the boat. You did not think he was not going to let his kid watch that? <laughs> like, he was asking, like, that was the thing. That was what we did. You sat there and you watched The Sopranos. Like, going to church? No, we watched The Sopranos. <laughs> <laughs> So, um, you know, something cool happened uh, last week. I can't remember exactly which day now at this point. Um, it was Friday. It was Friday. Yeah, no, right. there's no way it was Friday. No, no. Thursday? Thursday? It was like Friday. middle of the week. It had to be middle of the week. because I, I think it was Wednesday. It might have been Wednesday. We just like nonchalantly dropped it. I remember that. Yeah, Many Saints of New York, the Sopranos prequel. They dropped their two-minute trailer. Um, this is something that's been talked about for a while. Um, James Gandolfini is playing a young Tony. It's the story about Tony's rise uh, from when he was a teenager. Um, 
man, this this trailer fired me up immediately. Um, I I had no idea Ray Liotta was actually in this series. Um, that wasn't something I had read beforehand. I mean, I remember seeing, you know, obviously that Gandolfini. Usually Ray Liotta's tied to every mob movie ever made. So and this I, it feels like I like that. had a feeling he would be in there. I don't even remember like, reading that, but I remember them announcing the cast and it was like just star studded all over the board. Yeah. So, you know, hearing Ray Liotta in that and, and, and looking forward to seeing what, what he provides. Um, but man, it, you know, it just, it fired me up. Uh, I wanted to go and eat the gabagool. Um, you know, I was I was just like, okay, so we've got we've got some time between now and when this airs on October first. Um, there's 86 episodes of The Sopranos. I think I'm going to try to do one a day just to kind of, you know, catch me up because it's been a while since I've yeah. watched the series solid through. It might be like five six years. Um, so I do want a refresher. Um, you know, but uh, what did you guys think of the trailer? Uh, <clears throat> I thought it was pretty awesome. I also like how it was like. There was so much going on in that two minutes that they and they told us absolutely nothing of the story. Like yeah. there, there was like I don't think there was any uh, major story beats going on. Like it was just kind of like one-off conversations. I really do like James Gandolfini's son. Uh, it looks just like him, so it's like it's it's almost like they went back in a time machine a little bit yeah. here, and they uh, they got a young Tony. But uh, I, I I I'm always a skeptical of prequels because you have um kind of a ceiling on on or a cap on what you can do in a prequel because there's already the story that's been told um so I, i'm i'm skeptical but it, it looks from you know every angle that i've seen and or not every angle I, there's only one trailer i don't know how you can get an angle but um from everything i've seen in that trailer I, i'm very much fired up about it i'm very excited i, I can't wait to see it i've needed another mob movie that uh, you know, for a while, I'm glad David Chase is directing it as well. So, yeah, the right people are involved. Like, yeah. I know what you mean about a prequel, but the right people are involved who were involved with Sopranos mm -hmm. that make sure that this is done properly and not, you know, um, rushed or, you know, I don't want to use the word corny, but, you know, when they do when they do prequels to things or when they reboot things and the same people aren't involved. Sometimes it's kind of try hard, mm -hmm. um, so that's that 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 leaves me not any any worries because I feel like it's going to be done properly. Yeah, it's going to be. I think it's going to be done done really really well, and I'm I'm very excited to look forward. Jordy, what do you think? Uh, I'm obviously you know uh, I'm excited. It's like as I was saying, but I'm nervous for uh, James Gandolfini's or Michael Gandolfini, his his son, James's son, Michael. Can't <laughs> like, tongue twist myself there. I'm I'm nervous that. You know, I, he's gonna have. He thinks he's gonna have to fill his dad's shoes, which is going to be impossible. Yeah. Um. I don't want him to overdo it. Which you know, from the trailer, like Kyle said, from the trailer, they didn't give you a lot. They gave yeah. you a few cut scenes. They didn't give you a lot of like important moments or anything like that. Um. So that's my biggest concern here is: is he gonna overdo it? Is you know, is he gonna even be like good? Is he gonna be believable? He, obviously, he looks like him, but you know you need to make sure that he can actually act like him in this. Mm -hmm. um, so I, I'm excited, but I'm very wary because uh, you know if, if he's not good, it's going to ruin the entire movie. Yeah, because, oh, you're 100 correct. Yeah, yeah. So I don't. Uh, so I'm being very. What's the word? Um, I'm cautiously very cautiously. I'm, I'm cautiously optimistic about it. Um, you know, 
I hope that they kind of tie all the loose ends in to, to everything here to, as well, if they can. But, um, but wait, how would they, how would they do that? It's a, it's, you know, takes place, you know, before, like, how are we, how are we tying up story? Well, stories from the, like in the Sopranos from the past that they can, uh, oh, you're, oh, you're saying like flesh out. Okay. Yeah. 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 Yes. yeah. yeah okay. Exactly. I was so um, confused. I was like, Jordan, you know, it's a prequel. Right? <laughs> <laughs> I'm curious too, how they bring us to, I don't want to use the term present time, but like how, where they bring us to the start of the story of the show. I think it's just, I think it's going to be contained. I think it's going to be contained in a, a, in an era. Like, uh, okay. I, is it the seventies? I want to say it was the seventies, right? I or believe, the, yeah, I believe it is. So I'm, I'm believe, I believe it's going to be contained to that, um, a couple probably, probably like a couple year time frame there. Uh, <clears throat> cause I think they want, I, I, I think, you know, if I'm understanding the vision that they have for this, they want it, they want the show to be its own entity. They want this movie to be its own entity. And I, they, I think they want to draw the inspiration from the show, but they also want it to be its own thing where they're just like, this is, this is a self-contained story that we're telling that isn't. And it also, if they want to do a sequel right to this, you don't want to go right no, up. Wait, to the, the, I'm getting a little confused because I thought it was a, a, a series and you keep no. saying movie. It's an actual it's a movie. movie. It's a movie. Oh, see, movie. I thought it was a series. Yeah, no, it's a feature movie. length film. <laughs> wow. Okay. Yeah. I don't know so, why I thought it was a series, but yeah. I mean, then, then, then that makes sense. If it's a, if it was a series, then, I, then they could just literally lead it up. But yeah. um, this, I think they're going to do a contained portion, and then it's going to be like if they want to do another movie that kind of does maybe his. 20 year old self or 20, I guess early 30. I don't want, I don't want them to overdo it though. Cause then people I don't either. I don't yet. either. Cause I think this is already going to the point where we're, we're, we're kind of milking the series. Cause I think there was probably no need for a prequel. I think this is just straight up fan service. It's just giving people uh, something Sopranos related. It's potentially a cash grab, but I'm excited as all hell for it. Cause I, you know, I, I, consider the Sopranos one of the best shows of all time, if not the best show of all time. Um, so if you're going to give me more of that, I would say, fuck yeah. Give me, give me some of that. I don't think it's, I don't think it's a cash grab. I, I no. just, yeah, that, think- might, that might've been poorly worded on my end. I don't, yeah, it's probably not a cash grab. Um, but, uh, it definitely does feel like we're, we're telling a story that probably didn't need to be told, but I do appreciate the the addition to the lore here, where they're giving us more, probably a more fleshed out. Yeah, I think I think you see that with a lot of different shows. Like you want to see the what happened before, like how it led up to it. Like yeah. I mean, because when you watch yeah. Sopranos, you just realize, hey, Tony's Tony's a mob, mob. He's yeah. a mob boss. He, you know, whatever. You know what what led up to before that? His family life, growing up, whatever. Yeah, how he got involved. How you know whatever. I think that that's kind of what people want to see. You know, obviously. The streaming services are what are what is giving us this, and that for that I'm thankful because I mean if we if there wasn't a streaming service I don't know if we get this. Yeah, are you I, I are really you seeing it in theaters, Paulie? Are you going to go in theaters and see it? Um, we'll see. I mean, it's it's so because I'm not a person who goes to movies by myself, so it depends on who, if any of my friends want to go and see it, who've seen Sopranos who are interested in it. Um, if not, I'll probably tune in and watch it at home. Um, I might actually prefer to watch something like this at home so I don't miss anything um, because it's, it's kind of one of those things where, like, there might be some little Easter eggs in it or something that I may not catch if I'm in a movie theater. Um, but, again, like I said, for whatever reason, I thought it was a series, a miniseries. I don't know why I thought that, 
that's a fail on me. So, mm-hmm. uh, but I still think that's something I'm going to want to watch. Yeah, possibly alone, only because you know <clears throat> I, I watch the series by myself. You know, so um, but I am intrigued in what <clears throat> they're going to do here. Um, I think, like Jordan said, it's a story that that we want to hear and needs to be told uh, because we don't really know the whole the whole backstory. We just well, kind of know what we've what they've shared. But I now do, we're going to get the full story. I do disagree that it needs. I don't, I don't think it needs to be told. I do think it, we want it to be told. I don't think it needs to be told. That's the. Nah, it needs to be. Yeah, it, needs right. to be. Yeah, it needs to be told. It needs to be told. Yeah. And I'm and I don't know what you guys, but I have to see this movie in the in the theaters. First of all, it's been forever since you've been well, to a movie theater, but. All my friend, all my friends watched The Sopranos, and mm-hmm. so we all like know what's going on. Um, and when we fr- when we saw it the first time, I saw my friends. They were like, "Yeah, we have to see this together in the theaters. Like, it just ha- it has to happen." Yeah. But you might have to see it like once or twice to kind of get or twice Absolutely. or twice or three times to to get kind of everything that's going on there. That hopefully that the movie is actually good. I, I'm just so, I'm so worried that they, that they. That it's something's not going to go right. I, uh, I I think David Chase is going to really bring this one home because he, yeah. he has such a phenomenal attention to detail in the show. Um, and yeah. I, when you have a a show, I think is much harder to continue that level of a detail for uh, six seven seasons, right? Like in a sh- in a movie, you're talking about two hours, right? Like he he definitely can be very very uh, razor sharp with his script. He can probably be very razor sharp with. Cause he did, he did an hour long shows, right? Like yeah. he, it's, it's based, that was basically a warm up for a movie. Yeah. So he, if you're doing a two and a half hour, two hour movie, that's basically two episodes where he had to write essentially, but he's just putting it in one, one feature length film. So yeah, I mean, I, I, I'm fired up. I'm excited. I'm, I can't wait to see it. I'm going to probably rewatch the series again uh, at some point because it was just, you know, it's just, just classic. I'm- I'm nervous, man. I am. Like, obviously, like Sopranos is my favorite show ever. But man, like, all this hype and then pff, comes crashing down and it's a like disaster. It's just gonna. It's gonna. It, I don't know if it'll ruin the show for me, but it'll kind of ruin it, it, it a little bit. I, I I don't think it. I, I again, I'm gonna go into this with uh, contained expectations, right? I'm gonna mm-hmm. I'm gonna say I'm gonna tell myself going into that I'm gonna be like, hey, look, this is a one-off story being told. Uh, leading up to the events, I already, I already feel like there's going to be some plot holes because, you know, right off the bat, right, uh, Tony's father is is uh, right in the show. I'm pretty sure in the show, his father was very prevalent in his teenage years or in leading up to his older years. Yeah. Uh, so I'm kind of curious how they're going to play that out because I didn't see. I'm pretty sure I didn't see his father in this at all, unless. I miss uh, miss well, something. They didn't, they didn't give you much. Yeah, they didn't. They mentioned it, but I don't think they. Also, John Bernthal was not in this trailer, was he? Because he's supposed to be a major character. Um, I don't. I don't think he was. Think so. Yeah, I they I definitely saw Ray Liotta, uh, a couple other people, but I yes, didn't he, see yeah, yeah, he is. Okay, yeah, he is. He is. Okay. Yep. He is. All right. Well, I gotta rewatch the trailer then because yeah, I, I, I missed that. I gotta rewatch it as well. But uh, let's let's uh. Let's talk about our favorite episodes or our top favorite moments. Paul. Yeah, so so I actually took notes. Uh, normally I do stuff on the fly, but for this, this was I wanted to make sure that I mentioned the important things. We're doing like a top three here for us. Um, so, so what? No fucking ZD now? <laughs> I uh, I took notes and uh, that's what well, I he's so thrown it. up. Yeah, he's so confused. He thought he didn't play. I don't know what's <laughs> going on right now. 
Uh, but for me, um, we're going to do top three moments. Uh, for me, here's this is reading off my notes. Um, so for me, um, the uh, the number three moment for me is from uh, an episode in season seven, which is titled "The Second Coming." Uh, that's when Tony, uh, you know, saves AJ from a des- depressed moment when he was attempting. Uh, you know, suicide. By the way, Although spoilers. Was, spoilers for anybody who hasn't watched The Sopranos. If you if you didn't watch heavy, The Sopranos, no. I'm sorry. I mean, that's your that's a you problem at this point. In I, I'm telling you right now, my Listen, top three is going to have some super super spoilery moments. So please. well, yeah, but I mean, if you when, the moment, arises, when the moment yeah, arises, when the moment arises, when the moment arises. Um, uh, for number two, obviously, I think it's everybody's favorite moment, probably. Uh, but I have it at number two is the is the Pine Barrens episode. Uh, you know, when, when, when Polly and Christopher are stranded in the wilderness, um, you know. You're not going to believe this. He killed 16 Czechoslovakians. The guy was an interior decorator. His house looked like shit. <laughs> it's so good. His house looked, and it's so funny to me because, like, there's things in that, like, that simple as, like, guy was an interior decorator. Uh, which brings me to another mob movie, which is Scorsese, uh, with um, the Irishman, where uh, where they refer to his character as a as a painter, and so it's just funny how things are like mentioned like that. Uh, but that's definitely number two. I mean that that those two are just comedic genius together in that that whole episode. Oh yeah. Um, and then my number one moment, I think, is 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 a major moment, which happens uh, right in season one. Uh, I believe it's episode four or five. Uh, it's the college episode um, where we, we see actually see Tony actually murder a dude, cold blood. Like, it's just – it's right there in front of us, and it kind of lets us know that, like, you know, what we're actually in store for once this, this series finally got going, um, you know, because it was kind of a slow build um, the first few episodes. I mean, we kind of knew what was going on, uh, but but when we saw Tony kill that guy uh, when they were on the, on the, on the trip, um, you know – and he handled that right there as, as quickly as he did and runs him down. And um, to me, like, I mean, I'm trying to remember what age I was at the time when I first watched it. But it was like, I mean, obviously I watched a bunch of my movies before, but to just see that as as something. So for me, those are my top three moments. It was very hard to, like, sit down and try to go through and just narrow down three moments. But I figured those are three that are, are important to me. And obviously mm-hmm. that's what we're doing. Um, I know I've forgotten a lot, so I don't want flack. Like, how could you forget this? How could you forget that? But it's your, it's, it's, it's your, it's subjective, yes. right? It's, it's subjective. subjective. Yes. Your favorite yes. top three moments. I'm going to go next. Uh, yeah, absolutely. So <laughs> I keep wrangling with these <clears throat> and I'm going to be honest with you because it's, it's very tough to take uh, really big moments in the story of this show and, and, and kind of put them in an order of how I view them. Um, but at number three, I'm going to, I have, uh, when Jackie Jr. gets whacked, uh, because that was probably, it it was such a shock value, right? Like you don't, you don't really see it coming and then just pop right in, right in Booten. (laughs) And and I'm, I'm, I'm sitting here like, like, I remember just seeing that episode and I was just like, holy fuck. Right. Um, my number two moment is going to be when Tony kills Chris. Um. Yeah, that was. Um, oh, that was so good. Yeah. It was. Damn it, so good. I. Uh, it was that. It was that moment right there where I was just like, "Yo, I really might hate Tony now. I might hate him because <laughs> I was just like, it left me gutted. Like, I, I, it felt. Yeah. I like, think when you first see it, you're pissed. 
when you yeah. realize what why he's doing it, I I, I was like, okay, I, I understand it. It Absolutely. took me a while to accept it. Like when you we're, we were young when this show came out. So like, at, at the moment you're in that moment, you're like, wow, to, fuck Tony, blah, blah, blah. As I got older and I watched it again, yep. you understood why he why he was doing it. Like there's no saving this guy. He's a drug addict. He he could kill end up killing his kid. And Tony made that choice. Not that he has the right to make that choice, but I don't blame him. No. Yeah, yeah and you're Chris right. was always and, off the rails. That was the yeah, thing with Chris. Yeah, his character was, and Tony always had to rein him in because he loved him like a like a son almost. And and uh so that was kind of like a just a freaking gut wrenching moment at the end of the near the end of that show. Um and then um my my top favorite moment um in the show uh and it, it's 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 early on but it's when they they uh they kill puss big puss oh big yeah puss. uh it, like first of all that that whole uh that arc there was just is it was heartbreaking cuz big puss yeah. is such a good dude yeah. and he was he was talking to the feds the whole time yeah. and, and then when like, they take him out on the boat and they just light him up i was just like but you know that sitting having a drink, having a good time, and it's like, man, like this dude got no idea what's coming for him. I love when we watch it, it's like we know what's coming, but like he just has no clue. The, 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 the show does tension building so well. And I want to speak on the final season with that, by the way, because that entire final season, just tension, dread feeling like as the episodes kept going on you're just like yo this shit feels heavy man like yeah, and then, they, the, end. And then, and then the, end. the end yeah which i actually love the ending i'm gonna get probably uh flack for that but i love um i think the artistic choice there of i'll never letting, be okay with it I'll i think it was okay it. it was almost well, like yeah. letting you decide what happened to tony i think yeah. that's what they they didn't want to they didn't want to they didn't want to give a conclusion they didn't want you them to say fair. this. This is how it ends, right? Because then you have to deal with that. He, they rather were like, you make up what you think happened to him. That's how you'll accept the ending. Because no matter how how many of these shows, right? We talk about Game of Thrones as one of those notorious shows that they did not know how to end the show. You have this this lead up of one. It could have been one of the best shows of all time. And they freaking watched it. I mean, I didn't watch it, but all of my friends talk about how much. I don't want to talk about that. I don't want to get into yeah, no, that's a whole one, but but that's what I'm saying is like they David Chase was like, I'm gonna let you choose the ending of Tony Soprano's story that makes you feel like you'll be happy with it, which could be considered a coward move, mm-hmm. right? Like just fucking Big put, coward. put Big your coward balls energy. on the table, bud. Make the ending happen. What do you What do you see as the ending, right? Uh, so I'm Kyle, going what do you see road. as the ending? Uh, I think Tony gets whacked. I think that's what happens. Yes, though. Yeah, like that's it. Because that's what he said. Why can't they show me? I didn't want to just assume. Because that's because that's, they, that's there were the so many things. There were so many things coming in that final. You know that were like leaning into that. Right, like he could have been arrested because the the Rico case was coming down. Uh, he, I, I personally think he got whacked because of just kind of how um, he had just. You killed. know what? That arrested theory, though. That's kind of cool. I never would, I never like would have thought of that as an option. Yeah. I mean, it was coming because they were, well, yeah. Like, the, yeah. Like, and then, I, but I, he just killed a mob boss earlier in that day. Uh, or was it earlier in that day? It might've been, I don't know, but yeah. he, he, yeah. he just, he just murdered a mob boss. Like things were going to happen, right? Like it, it, there's going to be retaliation. 
to me, that's what happened. He got whacked. He like that. That was that was yeah. the end to me. Kyle, and it's funny it's bringing up because I remember I was watching uh, some YouTube clips of it too when I was uh, before I was doing this. He said to his therapist, "A guy like me, there's only two ways out. Yep, You're in a box or in, the, or in the in box or in yeah. the can. Yeah, right? yeah, yep." And so, that's that's the only yeah. way I can think. That's the only way I can think. Like he, they're not going to have a happy ending for Tony because he wasn't a no. happy guy. He wasn't living a happy life. He was, he knew what he was getting into, right? So that's why I, I, you know, I, I agree with the decision to end the show the way they did because they wanted you to think, what happened? Did he get arrested or did he die? Because you know there's only two options. It kind of, it gives you it, it makes the the person who's watching it, it makes him think like, and you have to watch it back like, hey, maybe I miss him. Maybe it's going to be. This way, like it, it, it's all left up to your interpretation, kind of yeah. like you said, which is the beauty of the show. Um, I'll never forget watching the ending with obviously it was with my family and my dad. We were sitting there watching it and it, it goes to black and we're all like, what the hell just happened? And he was like, Jordan, get the remote. And he made me like rewind it thinking like the TV, something went wrong with the TV or something like that. That's what he did do it like three or four times. He could not believe it. It ended like that. I remember when I first saw it, I just, you just, you were just kind of like, well, okay. Like I was like, <laughs> you're just like, what? And it was, you know, you don't, you don't appreciate it in that moment because it just leaves you wanting. Yeah. But like that finality, right. That, that conclusion, it, you know, like it, it but I, I think that's kind of also the beauty of that that decision is that you don't get you don't get what you want you know like out of kind of teaches you about life a little bit right you know you don't always get what you want in life right so um, I mean I get I, the artistic side and mm -hmm. and that I appreciate but I'm still angry at that like I don't know like it's my <laughs> assumption and but but again I mean I get why they did it and and for that I'm okay. But still, in the initial moment when the TV went black and nobody knew what the hell was going on, it was like, what the hell is going on? Yeah. I, I also see some people uh, associate the screen going black to him dying uh, yeah. because they, they talk about that. Did. Yeah, they talk about that earlier in the season. They're like, what do you think happens when you die? And you just say everything goes to black. And I think that's also kind of a, a symbolic. But uh, we kind of rambled on. So, Jordan, I want to let you get to your, uh, your top three moments. I apologize for stealing the show there. No, it, it's all good. Um, <laughs> that was that was a good that was a good conversation though because a lot that's a it's a huge thing when people comes to people watching The Sopranos, yeah. is, and that's a huge spoiler by the way for anybody who hasn't watched it. But listen, <laughs> we basically like, spoiled the entire show. Like, but like Paulie said, if you haven't watched it by now, I don't know, you know what you're missing. Yeah, that's, it's a, worth, that's a you problem. I mean, I don't care. Even if you do know what happens, you yeah. should still watch it. Yeah, I, yeah exactly. I was gonna say it is I mean, such a it's such a journey that that you watch, and you know it's like. A lot of it doesn't feel like there's any like story that's going on, but then it just kind of starts uh, paying off all at once. It, it's yep. it's just so well written, so beautifully directed. Uh, Jordan, I apologize. I, I no, can gush, no, no. gush hey, all day about this. Um, my number three is probably one of my favorite scenes. Um, is Carmela finding out that Tony is having an affair, and they had that huge fight in there, oh. and it was just so beautifully done beautifully written like kyle said and it was you felt like those were they were two married people and they were in an argument like that's what it really felt like you can just feel the passion in both of them and it was just oh man, it's one of my favorite scenes like in like sit show history like i love it, it um felt, remember it felt but, before it felt like real like sometimes when you're watching acting and there's things like that and you know it's something that's real and has emotion 
Like sometimes you you feel it's acting. To yeah. me, when I with that scene, it felt real. It didn't feel like you got you get chills. Like yeah, yeah. I think if I'm not mistaken, I think they won an Emmy for that for that scene. I, I believe they did. I, I believe I read You'll that. Have to check with your um your Emmy brother in to see if that's accurate. <laughs> uh, <laughs> number two, um, we already said this one before, but the scene with the the Czechoslovakians killing them is just so good. Yeah. I mean, I can watch that episode, that scene, over and over and over again. Like, Tony's on the phone with him. He can't understand what's going on. <laughs> and it's just like, and Silvio's like, uh, uh, yeah. And he's like, he was an interior decorator. It's just so freaking good. It, they're in the middle of nowhere and freezing cold weather. And I I don't know. There's, I mean, Paulie and... Kyle kind of already said enough about it. It's so funny. Yeah. Like everything about the ep- the episode it's itself. Like, it's like one of those things you don't expect in this kind of series. Yeah. yeah and they exactly. gave it to you and, and you appreciated it. The what one else? thing that annoys me about that episode, by the way, is there's there's no uh, – that, I think that's one of the plot holes is you find whatever happens to him. He just never appears in the series. Yeah, yeah, you try. That's a good point. Yeah, I I thought he was gonna pop up at one point, like near the end of the show, and he was gonna yeah, he he's never, never, never. And I was just like, I kept thinking about that. By the way, after that episode, not even joking, I kept thinking, oh, he's gonna pop up one of these episodes. Every episode, I thought that I was like, now would probably be a good time to pop up. Um, That's what she said. Oh my god. <laughs> Um, I lost my train of thought because Paul is um, – you're, you're number I think, one. I think we can all agree that that is the best episode. Yeah, I yeah. think it is. Of the entire series. I do think it is. Yeah, absolutely. Because I think it's I up love, there. Sorry. No, I was going to say, like, I love, like, you know, as serious of a show as it was, it had a lot of funny moments. Like, yeah. a lot. Like, oh, yeah. for a show that was supposed to be, like, a drama, I guess – they put comedy and they put it in the perfect spots too. Which like, made it feel more realistic too. Because yeah. while it was a serious moment, there was still the those moments where you saw that like, yeah, these serious ass gangsters still had that 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 normal side where they could crack jokes and, and be human, if you will. Even the dry even the dry humor is funny. Yeah. Like he legit Guys. like he legit thought like he legit thought the guy was an interior decorator. Like he had no idea. That's what he, he heard. Enter, and that's what he. And that's what that's what he goes to. Yeah. Exactly. One of the one of the funniest scenes, by the way, is uh, I think it's in the first season when they're in the Bing, right? And he get Tony gets a call on the phone, right? And the uh, I guess the bartender answers it, and he keeps he keeps trying to transfer it to Tony. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> and he just ends up hanging up. <laughs> <laughs> It's just it's just quality, man. The writing in that show is just it's it's just so, impeccable. It's just, it, the the dry humor is just so freaking good. Like, uh, and Chris and Silvio together are oh gold. Comedic, yeah. it's like comedic gold. Yeah. Um, on a somber note, my last one, which I think is also a phenomenally written, just the 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 story in itself of Adriana getting whacked. Yeah. Just awesome like you don't want it to happen but you yeah. realize like, it has to happen and it's just like it's a very emotional moment too for everybody watching because it's like you know we all know what's going to happen she's like struggling to you know admit when she admits it to chris that she's been talking to the feds it's like you know like this 
you know, yep. she's, she's going to die. And it's very, you can see it's kind of hard for Chris to, to accept this, but it, it, it was just so, you know, it was very, what's the word? It was just very, it was very dramatic. It was very, you know, very heavy like, episode. Yeah. Like it, it was, and you, I love, I love the way that they didn't show her getting killed too. They just jumped shooting her a couple times. I forgot who, who, who was it that, uh, um, I'm having a hard time remembering it because it's been like three years since I last saw an episode and it, it's killing me because I've been trying to remember it the whole freaking time we've been recording and we're going to get so much flack for not remembering his name because he's Hold like, on. I'm going to look it up right now. Why am I forgetting his name? Yeah, I am too. On the tip of my tongue. Oh, I promise. Silvio does. Is it, is it Sylvia? Yeah. yeah. Oh, yes, it is Sylvia. Yeah. Yes. Okay. Yeah, it just look at, look at us acting like we watched the show, but we didn't. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. This is all just made up. We no, all just we're, just, we're just racking it off. But yeah, no, I I do like that too. How they how you don't see it. Yeah, I, which I, I, by the way is like breaks like film uh, rules. Like apparently you're, yeah. supposed to, you're supposed to kill people on screen. Yeah, and like stuff like that. So that this show never did not give a fuck. They were just no. like. No. I, I just, uh, it was so. It, I I don't know. I that that was by far my favorite. I don't want to say it was my honestly. I don't want to say it was my favorite moment, but it was like just how the story was told and how like that moment happened. Like I thought it was very well done, very well written, very well shot, and, and yeah. all that stuff. They they um, did such a good job making all these characters like really yeah. likable, and and you kind of. Um, you got emotionally attached. You got emotionally attached. So when that final season comes and everybody's getting fucking shot up, or you know, it, it yeah. just it hits you. It hits you. That's why that's that that final season is a hard watch, man. Yeah, yeah. a hard watch because it's just it, it's heavy. It's very heavy. Yeah. Oh man, it's it's. What I gotta watch it again. Show. Yeah, that's why. That, like I said, eighty-six episodes. The 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 movie uh many saints of newark it airs october 1st so there's like 90 something days between now and then so if you do like an episode a day before you go night night you can probably get it in um but yeah no just a very heavy sopranos episode we wanted to make sure that we kind of did this because you know with the trailer coming out and you know being excited for it we wanted to make sure we covered it um so that is today's episode we will be finishing with Everybody's favorite segment, as always, the Big Bozo Energy segment. Uh, for myself, it's going to be a little bit of a weird one, but, um, you know, I finally had enough. Um, and for me, it's fireworks. Um, with the 4th of July being yesterday, um, I've never been big on them as it is. I just think it's like, oh, you see one fireworks show, you see them all. Um, but for me, it, barrel, it barrels down to, obviously, there's, you know, not only are there people that, um, you know, suffer from PTSD and, and, and veterans and things like that from the sound, which is, is terrible in itself. Uh, but a lot of people do do tend to forget that when you, you know, you set off fireworks in the neighborhood, there are animals who don't do well with them and do have tons of anxiety. Um, I know many of friends whose dogs have many issues uh, when it comes to fireworks. Um, you know, up until last night, my dogs never had any issues uh, with fireworks. But, um, you know, um, as many know, I'm not with my dogs full time right now. So uh, my female uh, had a really rough night last night and she was cowered in a corner and 
you know, hearing that today did not make me feel good because, you know, I wasn't there to, to comfort her. Um, and I think people just, you know, I understand people are having a good time and, you know, fireworks are to celebrate the independence. But, you know, if you're not going to a local fireworks show, you shouldn't be, you know, shooting them off in other people's backyards. Um, you know, it's, off, period, to be honest. Yeah, I agree with that. But, like, they were right over, apparently they were right over uh, the house last night. And, again, Evie is almost eight years old. Um, and she's never had issues before. Um, so I don't know if it's just because she's getting older and maybe anxiety is a little bit higher, but, um, you know, champ was fine, but Evie was not doing well last night and she was shaking. Um, and I wish it was brought to my attention last night. Uh, but that's neither her nor there. That doesn't matter because it's not like, you know, but, um, but yeah, she wasn't well last night and I was glad I got to see her today and obviously she was fine. Uh, but you know, that it, it puts a lot of stress on dogs and, and, you know, my dogs aren't big dogs, so, you know, the stress that she's going through and her heart's racing and things like that, you know, um, one of my dogs is, is very seizure-prone, too. Luckily, he wasn't affected, but uh, for me, it's just, you know, people who are setting off fireworks in a neighborhood, and, and they don't just do it on the 4th of July. They do it, like, the whole week. Um, you know, I've, I've been hearing it since June. Yeah, I just – I don't understand it. I, I just think, again, I think it's very overrated, and, and you have to take things into account like humans, but also – you know, the animals in the neighborhood because they, they do suffer. Um, so that's my big bozo energy for the week. I, again, I'm not like trying to be like, a you know, a Karen or anything, but you know, in, in all seriousness, I like, I like dogs a lot more than I like some people. And to me that, you know, that's my thoughts. And obviously I know Jordan shares my sentiment with that because of, you know, the rescue and, and Kyle, I'm sure if you don't, then screw you. No, I <laughs> fuck off, bud. No, I know. I know. I want, you know, I love my dogs. No, of course. Uh, I'll go next. Okay. <laughs> go. <laughs> so mine's going to be, uh, it's going to be tough to follow up, but, uh, I'm sure if you are a gym goer, this is something that you will run into at some point. Uh, and it's people who don't re-rack their oh. weight. It is, uh, the bane of my existence. Yep. Um, I have a very simple rule. If you can lift it, you can put it back. Um, it just, and this is really more about the uh, elderly who go to the gym, right? So like if you're throwing, you know, 45s on, uh, 45s or two 45s on each side on the, on the bench press and you're not putting that back, right? You're just making some, like some old guy wants to come in he wants to do a little chest press, right? Like you just made his day so much more difficult, right? It's not, it just think guys, just use your brains, like put your shit back. Stop being lazy. You know, you, you move the weight. Great. Now just put it back. That's it. All I'm asking. It's a simple request, and then the people who leave the dumbbells on the floor too—it oh. just, just drives me nuts. That's 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 really all I got to say. It's just common courtesy at this point. You're right. You okay, are right, was, my friend. That was miles better than the the bag one you had last week. I wanted to use. I wanted to use that. Dude, I was gonna. I'm bring, Don't don't. I told you about that that one vehicle. That's coming. That, that one's coming. It's gonna no, be one of these. No, you're gonna be banned from doing this if you keep bringing up car stuff. <laughs> Wait, if people drive, we better, get it. You have to... road rage. Like, let it go. It's because you suck at driving. Because <laughs> I can admit I suck at driving. I know. That's why I affect you. Parents and all... your grandparents can admit it. Like you're that. basically the big bozer every time I bring it up because you <laughs> don't. <laughs> right. All right, Jordan, go go. Um. So. This is stemming from a conversation that we had last week, and it was all over Twitter as well. Somebody put out a poll – put out a – it wasn't a poll. No, I think it was a poll about Jacob deGrom 
and it was oh no it's, it's oh wow <laughs> i can't so, tell you something the so the so the question was you had a hundred pitches you're, you're stepping in the batter's box versus jacob the grom at a hundred pitches could you could you get a foul tip you don't have to make it doesn't have to be a hit doesn't could you make contact off it now for those of you that don't know first of all you need to know Jacob DeGrom is the greatest pitcher on the planet, and it's not even close. Throwing 102, 101, 95-mile-per-hour sliders, 83-mile-per-hour change-ups. He's the greatest pitcher in the history of baseball. Not – just kidding. But he's the greatest pitcher yeah. in baseball right now. Basically is, though. But yeah, pretty much. Like, he's a, he's a god. He's incredible. None of you are hitting him. Getting in the box. Bro, I'm him. telling you. Let's, I'm telling you. Let me finish. Let me 100 pitches. I'm cracking one, bro. And okay. nope. I can ding it, foul ball it, whatever. I'm hitting one. Nope. If if you're in the batter's box and you have no idea what's coming, again, this is the the question was 100 pitches. It wasn't 100 fastballs. Nothing. It was 100 pitches. So he's throwing a curveball. He's throwing a changeup. He's throwing a fastball. He's throwing a fastball. He's throwing a slider. He's throwing a changeup. You're not touching any of them. You're not getting the bat off your shoulder. He's going to get like, tired by happen. the 80th pitch. It's not happening. And I'm tired of it. He's going to get tired. Here. He's going to support you. I saw, Jordan, you. I saw grown men. Dudes. I saw grown men. Oh, I saw grown men in that Twitter thread. Oh, I played high school baseball. To blah, blah, blah. I played baseball my entire life. Blah, blah, blah. I don't care. You're not. If you're a washed up person that has a job at Jiffy Lube, playing, you're not. Playing beer league softball. Play, yeah, playing beer league softball, whatever you want to. Whatever, you're not hitting Jacob Degrom. It's not happening. I watch it every time he pitches. Every five days, there are grown men that do this for a living that look like idiots. You're not hitting Jacob Degrom. It's not happening. I have people in my Twitter mentions telling me that they coach that they play softball. They can hit. They can tee up a Jacob Degrom 102 mile per hour fastball. It's not happening. It's not. Here's my logic. No, there isn't. Listen, By, if he's wait, throwing on, 100, no, 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 I have the floor. You've talked enough. Good. Okay. Listen, if he's throwing 100 straight pitches, okay, 100 straight, he's going to be tired by the 75th pitch or so. Kyle, it's, he does it every five days. What do you yeah, mean? But he's, they have breaks in between the innings, bro. He's going to, he gets rest. He's throwing 100 straight at me. I'm going to ding one. That's, you're not no. going to, you're not going to get the bat so, off your shoulder. Jacob DeGrom, hang on. Jacob DeGrom has struck out 14-plus batters four times this year, okay? The rest of the league is only – any. the rest of the league has only done it three times. You're not hitting Jacob DeGrom You're not hitting Jacob DeGrom at all. I don't care what you say. Like, You're not hitting Jacob it's DeGrom. It's not There's happening. nothing and that it, you can tell me. I says, will foul tip it. That's it. No, you, you won't. won't do it. No, you, you won't, won't even see it. I will. You won't even see Dude, it. Dude, if I bunt, if I bunt, I'm That's not a swing. That's not a swing. A bunt is not a swing. A bunt is not a swing. Losers, bro. It's not. No, I'm going to check swing. I'm going to check swing it. I'm going to check swing into a bunt. You're going to check swing into a bunt. You're not going to do a goddamn thing. It's the dumbest conversation ever. People and yet are you dumb. keep entertaining it. I do because, listen, I don't like getting to sports debates anymore, people on Twitter or social media, because it's wrong. exhausting and I get a headache and I don't need that. <laughs> I don't need that. What's the stupidest thing ever? Yeah, this is one of the dumbest this is, things. It was stupid. You're not doing – I don't care who you are. I don't care how many years of beer league softball you played. I don't care if you played to high school ball. You're not hitting – and Jake, for what it's worth, Jacob DeGrom pitching a minor league game this year, 
and not a single person fouled the ball off. I'm just throwing it out there. Yeah. So if they can't do it, Kyle, you can't do it. Alf can't do it. Joe Schmo, who's playing in softball league, can't do it. You can't touch him. That's it. Y'all, I'm so – it's been on my mind all week. Like, it's so <laughs> annoying. It is. Like, you – oh, man. I could go on this for another, like, half hour. People are people are stupid. They're like social media warriors or whatever. Oh, yeah, I could do that. I could do that. Yeah, all right. All right. I, w- I want people to step in the batter's box with Jacob DeGrom. I do. I do. I want them so they can all shut up and never say a word again. Kyle, I need to get you in the batter's box with Jacob DeGrom so I never have to hear this ever again. I'll, I'll, I'll set it up. Set it up. You got <laughs> connections. Let's set it up. Oh, my God. Oh, and on Lord. that note, um, we all know that Kyle – Hold on, hold on. Jordan, what, what, do you, what would you do? What would you do if the first pitch I hit? Would you fucking cry? Like, what would you do? Kyle, I would give you, Kyle. I would give you a thousand dollars. I no, no, you you can use this as evidence. I would give you a thousand dollars, cash, Yo, right there. This? I'd be like, wow, well, I was wrong, Kyle. I, 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 I wouldn't bet Jacob Degrom would put money on this too. He would literally be like, I will put in my own money. To, you, you, Jacob Degrom would bet his con- his contract with the Mets that you would not touch him. That's risky. For 100 pitches, I wouldn't bet my contract, dude. I, I, I think Jacob DeGrom. You could have one errant pitch, bro, and that's it. That's all he, it is. He, he rarely does, though. Yeah, but out of 100 pitches, even if yeah, he won, rarely, he rarely does. does. Right, but what do you think is the percentage of him rarely doing that, right? Like maybe Zero. 4 or 5%? But Zero. here's the thing is when he makes a bad pitch, a major league hitter will Still take advantage it. of it. You will not. You won't. You just won't. I'm sorry. What if he hits me? That's not a hit. That's not a hit. So hit by pitch. It's called hit yeah, by it's pitch. Not a hit. I'm walking the first. The question was over or under <laughs> half contact. A half. So you either get one or you're getting zero. You're getting zero. You you said get a hit. It didn't you didn't say it didn't have to be my body. <laughs> get it. Well, you're not getting a hit. You're getting hit uh, by pitch. Somebody's getting hit. I'm getting hit. <laughs> Listen. Now this dude is trying to fucking find loopholes. Yeah, move goal post. On that set it up. We're set it up. This. Get Jacob DeGrom on the line. We'll give him yeah. a call. We'll set it up. We'll have it officially hosted on MePod's network, and uh, we'll have it on the Ascension network. We'll get it We'll get it live streamed to uh, the masses, and then uh, we'll see if I can hit a dinger. You ain't even going to hit a foul ball. You're not getting a bat off your shoulder. Yeah. You underestimate my swing. I had the fastest swing speed for a six-year-old. On that note, oh, <laughs> yeah. Make sure, as always, you're listening to the Middle Initial Podcast with Jude A. Jackson and Andrew L. Case, as well as All In with Kevin Lewis on the Ascension Podcast Network. Uh, and we, again, thank you for tuning in to the podcast that no one asked for. Kyle can't hit Jacob DeGrom. And for its worth, Kev's new episode is very, very good. So it for is. any diehard basketball fans, Jack, Jack, try. tune in. <laughs>